All right, welcome to episode one, everyone. So for this, I'm actually going to talk about my very first time at the Shanley Hotel. So I um, I actually did not want to go at first. Believe it or not, um, a friend of mine from high school, she knew I was psychic and she was going to the Shanley Hotel because she's into paranormal and she's into all these ghost hunts. And I told her I did not want to go um, at first and she talked me into it and I was like, okay, well, I'll think about it. So um, basically, I was planning on telling her no the next day. I was like, all right, I'm too tired. You know, I've got so much going on with work. I might as well just not go. And I had a dream that night that my great grandmother took me outside this building and it was the actual hotel. Um, I kind of remember seeing ads for it back in high school, too, which was the funny thing. And I'm outside and there's blue fog everywhere. And she walks me up to the front porch and tells me no matter what, I have to go. And um, I remember my great-grandma from when I was a child. She always, you know, was watching me. She was always with me. Um, I was really close to her. She was about five years old when I passed away. And this was my father's grandmother, who he was really close with, too. So, you know, she's like, no matter what, you have to go here. You have to go. And then I walk into the building, and I'm down this long pink hallway... And the number five was all over the wall. And uh, I wasn't too big on numerology back then, so I didn't know what number five meant. And then I go and I knock on this door, and when I open the door, um, there's a white window, uh, just old-fashioned white window, and a shadow man steps in front and waves to me. That was the end of the dream. And I wasn't quite sure what it meant, but it was so vivid. I had uh, I woke up the next morning and I actually texted my friend. I said, you know what? I'm going to go. Uh, just because I was not really sure what this place was, but I knew that when my great-grandmother tells me to go somewhere, I have to go. <laughs> um, so the day of, you know, we wake up, we take care of everything we got to take care of. We load the car up and we're on our way. The whole way down, you know, I wasn't really feeling too much and then I look at her and I'm like you know something's gonna happen when we go to dinner and she was like oh we're not going to dinner you know they're actually gonna they want us to meet us at this hotel so we drove all the way down there and I'm like you know what I really have a really weird feeling like we're gonna go to dinner and I don't know why and my intuition was just like kicking up like 10 times the closer we got to this place and then we actually pull up to the hotel and the second I see this building I just feel like there's so many eyes just staring at me and I'm like oh my god we are being watched right now and there's so many eyes on us and she's laughing sure enough she looks at her phone she's like oh my god they're at dinner they're at the restaurant so I guess we're going there you were right so we laughed it off and we go around the corner to this restaurant And I meet these three paranormal investigators that she had been talking to and she had met before previously on other investigations. So um, I meet them, I shake everybody's hand, um, and I was, you know, trying not to turn it up a little bit. You know, I was keeping it cool and I was introducing myself to these people and they're like, okay, so you're psychic, you know, you're a medium, you see ghosts and stuff. And I'm like, yep, and I've never done this thing before. I mean, uh, my friend Courtney and I, you know, we've done these, we've done maybe like one, I think back when we were in high school. Um, and haven't done one since really. So we're talking and, um, one of the gentlemen that was sitting at the uh, table, uh, he's another seasoned paranormal investigator who I now work with. Um, he's talking about this place he's going to in Tennessee. And as he's talking, I just like, you know, I, I'm start channeling his grandfather and he's an older gentleman. And I started describing his attitude and everything. And I'm, you know, I'm saying, is your 
your grandfather says you have to take his watch. Do you have his watch? And he looked at me and his eyes blinked and he was like, what? And I'm like, your grandfather, he's, he's here right now. Um, and he says you have his watch. And he was like, his jaw had dropped. Um, and he's like, well, yeah, I do have his watch. And I start describing his grandfather's attitude and, you know, some of the things he would say when he was alive and he was blown away. And Courtney looks at me and she's laughing. She was like, what did you just do? And I'm like, well, I didn't mean to, but you know, I started channeling. So that was the first time she had actually seen it spontaneously, you know, in public like that. Um, so she was pretty amazed by it. Uh, so we get ready, we go to the, we go to the hotel and we're greeted at the front door by, uh, my now best friend, coworker, Stephanie. And the second we even walk into this building, I hear somebody whisper home in my ear. And I was like, you know, what was that? And I thought it was, you know, my friend playing a joke on me. And she's like, no, I didn't say nothing. So we went and we go forward into the gift shop and Stephanie has this piece of paper and she's like, before you can go further, you have to sign this waiver. And I'm thinking like, okay, what waiver? Like, what's this for? Is this a liability thing? Because the place is so old. And it actually states that if you get hurt, if you're punched, if you're bitten, if you're scratched, uh, if you're pulled out of bed or, you know, if something pushes past you, you cannot hold the hotel accountable because the ghosts are responsible. And I thought it was a joke, but literally that's what it said. <laughs> and our tour guide, you know, she was, she was very informative of the spirits. And she's like, you know, you respect them, they'll respect you. And I'm not buying it. I'm like, there's no way this place is, you know, that paranormal. But the second we're walking through the building, I'm just feeling waves of energy right on my head as if like I'm under, you know, 20, 25 feet of water. Like my head was just being crushed. So we are, you know, entering this building and We've got all these different things going on and, you know, everybody's dropping their bags. And as we're getting acquainted, she's like, by the way, everybody can go out and pick your room. And I was like, okay, well, what rooms do we want to pick? And I looked at my friend. I'm like, do you want to, you know, you want to sleep together? Do you want to uh, sleep separately? How do you want to do this? So we're just like going around and we're picking out rooms. Um, and none of these rooms are feeling right to me. Like I, I touched the Roosevelt room and I heard screaming and I'm, you know, getting like, uh, you know, not very good feelings. I was getting, you know, angry feelings or scared feelings or something like that. And Courtney pretty much, uh, you know, she had picked her room. She's like, I think I'm going to sleep, you know, in this spot. So I was kind of SOL on that. And I went downstairs with uh, Stephanie and I'm like, can I be honest with you? I'm not sure if I can sleep in here. I'm not getting good vibes out of any of these rooms. And she's like, you know, tell me about it. So I told her, you know, I just touched a door handle and I wasn't getting good feelings. I touched another door handle, still wasn't getting good feelings. And I had went around every single room in this place. Uh, no way at all was I getting anything, like anything good was coming out of it. And she's like, well, we could try one last room, but I'm not going to lie to you there is the spirit of a woman inside and she's very picky. So I don't know if you're going to be able to sleep in it. So I said, well, I'll, I'll try it. Sure enough, we are going down this uh, long pink hallway and I just happened to stumble upon room five. And when she opened it up, there was the white window that I had had in my dream. And I was standing right in front. Now I don't remember the wallpaper in the dream. I don't remember, you know, it was all kind of dark and vivid. And the 
the whole presence of the room just felt like home, you know, instantly. I'm like, you just felt like you belonged. And as clear as it could be, you know, there's red wallpaper everywhere. It was just a very loving sense. And I was like, wow, this is the calmest I felt in this entire building. And before I could even say that, like, I was just thinking that before I could even say that, I turned to Stephanie and she said, I think she likes you. And I said, yes, I, I really like this room. Like, I, I think I found it. It was a king size bed and I, you know, I'm going through it and I'm like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to pick this one. What is this? And she's like, you know, this is the room of Marguerite. So part two. So leaving off, I had just gotten into Marguerite's room and I had no idea about any of the spirits in there. So, you know, Stephanie's joking with me and she's like, by the way, you're directly below the room of the serial killer. And I'm like, wait, what? So I didn't even want to ask about that, but I'm like, why do I feel so at home in this room? Like, this is, this is like where I want to stay forever. So... Stephanie had, you know, said, we'll put your stuff down, you know, we'll start and, um, you know, maybe I could tell you a little bit of the history of the room, but I'm really excited to see what happens to you in here. So I, you know, I left my stuff, I grabbed all my gear, I just had a flashlight with me and, you know, my phone for recording. So I had taken everything downstairs with me and, you know, we start off in the seance room and the owner of the hotel, Kelly, who is now my boss, uh, she's, you know, telling me this is a room where people's loved ones may come through. And I'm thinking, okay, like, what in the world is this place? What is going on here? And again, like, you know, I had never really done too much paranormal investigating at this time. So we're sitting there and, you know, we go into this room. It's all dark. There's stuff cluttered. And, you know, then we enter and we're going around and we're sitting there. And, you know, she turns on what's called the geo box. And it sounds like there's footsteps in the place. And she's, you know, telling me how it picks up white noise. And and I'm like, okay this lady can't be real. Like she's really picking up, you know, voices on a box. Now I had never seen ghost hunting TV shows in years. So I have no idea what any of these devices were. I was like, you know, a child, you know, running into a candy store for the first time. I'm like, this is cool, but it's weird. And I don't know what's, you know, what's going on. And I was petrified of everything. So you know, we start off and she turns on the geo box and we're hearing these footsteps and we're hearing, hi, hello. And, you know, she's calling out, what's your name? Come join us. And then a few names pop out and she's like, oh yeah, this is the spirit of this room. That's the spirit of the other room. And I'm like, you know them as if they're people. And she's like, well, yeah, you know, they're my, they're like a second family to me. And I was kind of shocked when she had said that. So, I I don't understand like how, you know, this woman is bonding with spirits and we're, we're going around the circle and she turns on, you know, the geo box to a spirit box to all kinds of devices. So we turn on a spirit box, which is, you know, uh, an old radio that she had that was built for her and it had the Shanley hotel photo on it. And she's like, you know, this comes through a lot more clearer than the geo box. So she turns on the spirit box and, you know, she's calling out hello and we're hearing people come back and it's all white noise and static. So she pointed to, um, she pointed to somebody in the group and she was like, do you know this person's name? 
well, they said the person's name out loud. And I was like, someone's got to be controlling this from a microphone. You know, there's, there's no way this is real. Well, then they're like, well, what do you think of her? And they said, bitch. <laughs> so we laughed. And then she goes to the next person. What do you think of this person? And they're just saying asshole and calling everybody names. And I'm like, oh, great. What are they going to say about me? Um, so she goes around. They're calling out a few people names. And like they called somebody a tree hugger. And it was it was really funny. So they get to me and I'm like, what are they going to say about me? And they said, welcome home in a, like a very clear voice. And Stephanie looked at me and I was like, whoa, what, what are they talking about? Like, what? So everybody was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. You know, like maybe, maybe they like you here. And I'm like, yeah, maybe thinking, you know, what was that all about? So after, you know, the seance room was over with, we had some good activity. Flashlights were turning on and off by themselves. Um, you know, the REM pod devices were going off by themselves. I was pretty impressed so far with the place. And I was like, okay, this place is legit haunted. So, you know, we're going, we're going around from room to room. I had encounters with probably every spirit in the place. From the bordello ladies all the way, you know, to the basement to the creeper, to, you know, Adam, to everything. And we went around all night investigating. So while we were in the basement, I had, you know, I had a weird feeling like nothing was really going to go on. So I said, you know, is it okay if I just go on upstairs and relax with myself? And the tour guide said, yeah, sure. You know, you can go upstairs. So I went upstairs and she's like, she follows me and she goes, why don't you want to, you know, be down there investigating? And I'm like, because I just have this feeling like, you know, they're not going to get anything. And I feel like the ghosts don't want to be bothered right now. So a couple of minutes go by and, you know, sure enough, the group goes upstairs and Stephanie's like, oh, how did it go? And they're like, yeah, we didn't get nothing. And she looked at me like, how did you know that? And I said, you know, I don't know, but I have this creepy way of just knowing some things. And it's kind of part of intuition, but I never understood how it works. You know, I just kind of go off of when I'm doing a reading for somebody and I always kind of gone off how I felt. So the group explores other places and me and Stephanie are sitting downstairs and I had said to her, you know, I seen her, her deck of tarot cards sitting there and I said, you know, I don't really understand how these things work. I was always kind of afraid of them. And Stephanie tells me, well, don't be afraid. You know, we can, I'll show you how these things work. But, you know, there's a booklet here on what every card means. And, you know, they're not all bad. You know, some of them have bad meaning. Some of them have good meaning. You just have to learn how to interpret them. So I don't buy any of it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's try this out. So she hands me the deck and she says, you know what to do. And I said, actually, I don't. And she's like, okay, we'll just shuffle and pull out a card and, you know, figure it out. And I still had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, this is crazy. So, you know, I start shuffling up and I pull out, I pull out one card and it was the death card. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And she grabs me and she's like, no, 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 the death card is good. And I was still like, no lady, this is scaring me. So I put the death card back and I, of course, you know, you see the death card and I don't understand anything about tarot yet. So I'm like, nope, I, I'm staying away from this. You know, this is, this is insane. I don't want to do it. So she laughed and she was like, okay, you don't have to. So then Courtney comes downstairs 
and she says, hey, everybody's going to go upstairs, you know, for a bit and recharge. Do you want to come see this bordello with me? So, of course, I say, all right, we'll go. Um, and we had already, you know, done the bordello a little bit and I didn't really stick around too much for the bordello. I was more kind of wanting to explore by myself up there and I don't know why, but I had a little bit of a weird feeling of it. So we had gone up there and there are three rooms in the bordello. There's Anna's room, there's Maddie's room, and there's little Rosie's room. So at one point the bordello, you know, it had been shifted into a home for the ladies of the evening where they would work and uh, we're not sure if they had lived there but we're strongly believe that they had lived there they had such a strong connection to it um so we first go into Anna's room and I looked at Courtney and I was like this room is so beautiful you know there's makeup everywhere there's dresses the bed was made nicely it's it's got this really nice feeling to it so we sit on the bed and she was like, I was sitting here and I swear to God, somebody was walking around the bed. It felt cool. And why don't you try it? So I laid on Anna's bed and I had felt somebody grab my legs and both of my legs, like they were climbing on top of me. <laughs> and I jumped up and I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. So we laughed it off and Courtney and I, we were having a great, fantastic time in this room. And I can feel Anna and she's touching me and, you know, she's she's telling on you know me through the spirit box how handsome i am and it was just so you know it was fun it was fluttering and then you know we go in and i see maddie's room and i was very intrigued by rosie's room and rosie's room is directly in front and the lights are all off you know in these rooms and except for anna's room of course and um we go into rosie's room and i said what is this room and she said well it's belonged to little Rosie. That was the little girl who had fallen down the well. And I stepped into the room and all the hair on my neck just stood up. And I had this really bad feeling like there was something breathing on me. And I don't entirely remember much of it. It was more like a dream. But I had grabbed Courtney and I had said that there was a man in the corner. He had red eyes, claws, and he had spikes coming out of his back and horn likes. And he started crawling over the bed at me. And my whole arm just got goosebumps when this was happening. And I said, we have to go back up, back up, back up. He's coming, he's coming. And I had never seen something like this so vividly in, you know, the 3D world here, only, you know, in the next plane or something. But this was very, very visually coming at us. And I, for some reason, I turned to go open Maddie's door and when I went to go grab, you know, the door handle just to enter because the door was already open, the door shut right on us. And then Anna's door shut right on us. We took that as a sign to go right downstairs. So we dropped everything we were doing and we just, you know, we booked it downstairs. And I had told Stephanie what had happened. And she said, you know, we've heard a similar story of that happening, but that's only usually when a man comes into the room. We don't know if it's Peter. We don't know if it's something else. And Peter, of course, was Rosie's father. Um, we don't know what's going on with this. So I was just kind of, you know, blown away at this whole encounter. Um, I can't explain what I've seen. I have, you know, knock on wood, I have not seen it again since. But I had a few encounters with it. Um, not so vividly seen it in Rosie's room that, that way the same night. But 
there was definitely something in there. So after that, I was sitting and I was talking with Stephanie about, you know, what had happened. And, you know, we're talking about how she's like, you know, you never had a paranormal experience. I'm like, I mean, I've had plenty of them, but, you know, I could relate all that to spirit. I've never gone to a place that was so haunted before. I've seen things, you know, from, you know, from above and beyond and all that stuff. I've seen all kinds of spirits and figures, but I've never been to a place that's so heavily inhabited by spirits and energy like this. As we're talking, you know, with the spirit boxes on with us and it kept saying third floor. And I said, well, what's on the third floor? And she's like, I don't know. I think you might be being called up there. And she said that as a joke. Um, and right above her head, I saw an A, like the letter A in the alphabet, the first letter with a circle around it and it all formed into a ring of fire directly above this woman's head and when i seen it i jumped backwards and i could not believe i just saw this letter light up in fire and then it was gone and when i told her what i had seen she's like i bet you there's someone named adam up there calling to you and i said well who is adam so finally um you know, I tell courtney and she's like well we all might go up there but you know they're gonna go up there in a half hour do you want to wait or do you want to go up with just me and you so I grab my flash and I'm like, no, we're going. I got to figure this out. I got to see what's going on. So we go up to the third floor and immediately I saw this thing crawl on the wall. The second we stepped upstairs, I just saw this, this thing. It was like a human figure, you know, crouched on the wall and he had just crawled upwards and I nearly fell like out of my boots. But, you know, it did not seem... I didn't get a bad feeling from him. I, you know, like I had gotten a bad feeling from all these other things. But this creature, you know, this spirit, he seemed so not like that. And I couldn't explain why, but I didn't see him. But I looked at Courtney and I'm like, wow, this third floor, like, girl, we are heavy right now. This is all heavy. I'm feeling so much energy and I don't know where it's coming from. So we walked down the hallway and, you know, we're, she's showing me like, you know, Joe's room, Jonathan's room. There's this room with all the toys in it. And I'm thinking, what on God's earth is going on right now? This is, you know, this is, it's like 13 ghosts in like this old building. And we go through, you know, this back room and it, this is, you know, what is now William's room as we call it. So we're, we're in here and I'm like, okay, this is the back room and I'm, there's something really like, you know, good in this room, but not good. I, I can't figure it out. Can we just go somewhere so I can meditate? And Courtney's like, yeah, 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 come on. So I'm like, all right, I got to get out of here. I got to meditate. I got to figure out what's going on. I got to clear my head before I come up here because there was so much energy being thrown at me at one time. I don't know what a message is or versus what I'm picking up. I had never been so overwhelmed by somewhere. So as we walk down the hallway, we're heading back towards the staircase. Something comes right behind me and pushes me like pushes me right on the back of my shoulders. So I jumped as I had felt it. And Courtney got so mad at me. She was like, why are you scaring me? What is going on with you? And I was like, why are you getting so mad? And she was, she just looked at me and she's like, I, I don't know. I didn't mean to. It, like we were both just gotten really frustrated with each other. And that's not like us at all. And just in the middle of us talking, we heard footsteps. And with the footsteps, this figure floats right by us and it was black and it had you know it was hair and it was clearly a person and it just disappeared at the end of the hallway we just watched it float right next to us 
And then we went back downstairs and we were like, this place is absolutely awesome. So, you know, the rest of the night goes on and we are investigating all night. You know, um, I was invited to sit in Joe's chair and that alone kind of made my night because he's very picky and it more so is women. And we went up with the group and I'm like, okay, do you want me, you know, to sit in your chair? And he said, please do. And I was like, please, okay, he's not talking to me. So everybody else, you know, said, Joe, can I sit in your chair? And he said, no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, there's no way this guy's letting me sit in his chair then. You know, he was a mafia hitman and, you know, he has this chair upstairs and he has to allow you to sit in it. So why would he pick me? So Stephanie, you know, goes around the room again and she's like, why don't you ask? So I said, Joe, can I please sit in your chair? And it, you know, they use the spirit box in different voices to communicate. So we got, please have a seat. It was like right off a commercial. So my eyes like widened, everyone looked at me and I just went and sat in the chair and I could feel like I was right at home. Like again, right where I needed to be. All night, you know, we were playing with equipment and I really learned a lot about ghost hunting and I learned a lot about paranormal more and, you know, the kind of things that are actually out there Um, versus, you know, it helped me understand what I had experienced growing up. Um, I had a better understanding of the spirit world. I had learned how to, you know, I was learning how to encounter these things and channel these things, but it made me feel better knowing I was not alone and like I was not the only one experiencing these crazy phenomenons. So that night I had gone to bed probably around three o'clock in the morning. I was, I'm going to say, um, after we were done, I was with Brandon and Stephanie all night and, you know, Courtney, of course, joined us for the most part. And when we called it a night, I wasn't sure if I was brave enough to turn the light off, but I was like, you know, what if something messes with me? You know, what's going to happen? And I wore my protection jewelry and my crystals the whole time, but I was really excited actually to go to bed. I was, you know, kind of like wondering what was going to happen. And the second I closed my eyes, I felt like immediately I was pulled out of my body. The lights were off when I went to bed, but when I, you know, come out of this bed, out of my body, the lights are on. And this woman has my hand and she has this long auburn hair and, you know, she's beautiful. And I remember just admiring how beautiful she was, but I do not see her face. And she pulls me, you know, out of the room and we're walking around the hotel for hours and we're talking. And I don't even remember what we talked about, but we had such a vivid conversation. I, I just, I I felt like I had belonged there. So we're going around the hotel and she's knocking on my, you know, she's knocking on all these doors and she's like, we're going to play a game. So she goes one, two, one, two, one, two on all three of these doors. And she said, okay, now you. So I just go up to every door and I said, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And, you know, I don't really know what the point of that was. But, you know, we're going around the hotel again and I go to go back into bed and she says, hold on, before you go to bed, I have a gift for you. And I'm like, oh, a gift for me? And I say it in a sarcastic way. And she said, yes, I do. I have a gift for you. You need to consider this a gift, you know, my gift to you. This is what you deserve. And I didn't understand why. So I said, okay, you know, I'll I'll buy it. But, you know, I do have to get back in my body. I have to go soon. And she's like, no, 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 just this one last thing. And I promise you it's all worth it. You'll get out of here in time, I promise. 
So she walks me down the hallway and I start hearing the song Simple Man by Leonard Skinnerd. That was the song that was played at my father's funeral. And she opens this last door, which was, you know, the laundry room. And in the laundry room, I don't know what it looked like. I had not seen it. You know, guests were not allowed to go in and view the laundry room. But I remember seeing all these white walls and, you know, just stuff everywhere, like blankets and towels. And I didn't even know that that was the laundry room. I just knew that, you know, that was not accessible uh, for guests. And my dad was standing right there in the room. Um, and immediately I didn't know what to believe because I, as much as I could see spirits and ghosts, I had never once seen them or heard them. And I was starting to lose hope that I would ever contact him. I wasn't sure what to expect or believe, but there he was, you know, standing. And as much as it was a dream, you know, he was right in front of me as if he was a real living person. I didn't know how to take this, but like, I could feel my heart racing in this dream. And, you know, in a dream, you're not supposed to feel those kinds of things. But I felt it and I could feel the floorboards underneath my feet and I could feel myself touching the towels and the bed sheets, you know, that were right next to me as if I was right there. So I hugged him and I could feel his arms around me as if, again, he was right in front of me. And, you know, we talked and we he told me everything I needed to hear. He told me it was okay to forgive myself. And he told me, you know, it was time for me to move on with my life and things were going to change. And he does, he did not hate me like I had believed. And he said, you know, everything's gone and he was with me. He told me everything I needed to hear that night that lifted me up to something unbelievable. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to repay the spirits for what they did for me that night. You know, whether it was the whole Shanley or if it was just Marguerite, I don't know who it was, but it was incredible. It was an incredible experience I can never amount to. But the second I had gotten that answer, you know, I realized I had spent years of my life trying to get into therapy, using medications, you know, to harness anxiety when all it took was a 15-minute conversation with somebody on the other side, a conversation I had been looking for for years. When I woke up that morning, my anxiety, my depression, uh, you know, all these bad negative thoughts I had were gone, and I didn't even realize it. And it took me a few weeks to realize that I didn't have any triggers anymore. And I was perfectly okay with myself. And I was strong and I could do whatever I want. And nothing was going to stop me. And it felt so incredible. And my soul was lightened. I felt, I realized I had been carrying this heavy weight on my shoulders. And now it was just gone and lifted. And I thought, what an incredible place this is. And as we're driving home, um... You know, I was telling Courtney about everything I experienced that night. And then I told her about my dream. And I didn't even tell her the knocking part. (laughs) And I asked Courtney, what kind of things did you experience when you slept? You know, did you have anything? And she said, well, I know I did hear somebody knock twice. And I went to go open the door and there was no one there. And I thought maybe it was you or something. And when I closed the door, someone knocked on it three times. And... I just kind of kept my mouth shut and I, you know, I explained to her later on, you know, what was in the dream and I, you know, it it was like kind of a weird comparison, but I, I'm not sure how to make of it, 
but that place was entirely incredible. I will never be able to explain what the Shanley did for me that one night, you know, one night changed my whole life forever. And, you know, my second time there was much, much, much like it. Um, and, you know, the first night I got to hear from Mr. Shanley, from Beatrice, from Esther, from, you know, Charlie. And I didn't even meet Charlie actually until my second time there. So overall, that place was life changing. And I am so grateful I got to be a part of it now.